Hi, I'm Rick. I'm Dan. I'm George. I'm Jake. And, and we are Queer Magnolias, the podcast. In each episode, we're going to talk about everything from growing up queer in the South to the issues affecting our community today. With a little bit of fabulous sprinkled in along the way. Join us for an all-you-can-eat buffet of queer joy. Mixed in with the occasional bitch fest. But always served with, with the, the spiciest, spiciest tea. Well, welcome, everybody. Hi. Guess who's here? Who? Me, Erin. I don't know her. <laughs> Shut up, you bitch. can't sit with us. <laughs> Please, you can't sit with me. Uh, this it's is the mean girl. Erin from the Queers and Soaps. Hi. That's right. <laughs> welcome. Hi, I'm just sitting here with my fellow soap stars. See, mm. oh my god, that's right. All of old cove is in the house. It's true. <laughs> All of the magnolias have actually appeared on an episode of Old Cove, which is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Um, we're almost it, like a DC Andrew novel because you know we're a family and we're doing things we shouldn't together. Well, there you go. I just want to point out that some of us have been on more than one episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, today we actually wanted to get together with Aaron because we want to talk about that very vibrant and very passionate connection between the LGBTQ plus community and the world of daytime drama dum, 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 and dum. even the nighttime drama. Because, oh. mm-hmm. you know, it's where the drama is hot and the divas are adored. Yes. <laughs> so, from love triangles to dramatic plot twists in a world where people never really die get ready for the gaze of your lives (laughs) i was trying to figure out a way to work it in my mind wasn't moving fast enough Uh (laughs) there you go i love it so aaron before we get started why don't you tell us a little bit about queers and soaps and sort of what you guys do queers and soaps is a podcast that we talk about classic soaps current soaps soaps that you didn't even know were on the air we will talk about movies as well. Anything that has a soapy element. And even if it doesn't, we'll find a way to give it a soapy element. Mm. I mean, we can watch mm. Scooby Doo and we'll say it's because Sarah Michelle Geller was on All My Children. So, so to be clear, though, the only soap you don't talk about is like the best soap <laughs> opera ever, Santa Barbara. Okay. Listen. Girl, you knew it was coming. <laughs> I want to watch it. We just haven't got around to watching it mm. because trust me, Vivian Alamein is in there. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm really real. I love her so much. Augusta. Yes. Augusta Lockridge, yes. Because once again, her introduction is like just her hand happened on days. I'm like, give this woman screen time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe her hand was her best part. Maybe. I don't some know. Say, some say that about Rick. <laughs> Well, my hand gets me the best parts. <laughs> <laughs> now we can call it a ridiculous fantasy now instead of soap operas. Sci-fi. <laughs> For now, when I'm around you, Rick, I want to say, how's your hand? So, <laughs> no complaints. No so complaints. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's tired. <laughs> there's, there's some merch ideas. Uh-huh. Carpal tunnel. <laughs> Not as fast as it used to be. (laughs) 
Oops. All right. So <laughs> moving so, along. About Rick's hand. Why don't we talk about soap operas? Moving away from my hand. <laughs> Happily. <laughs> uh, what's the, okay. So what? everybody named one soap opera you used to watch growing up. Because I know you did. All of us watched at least one soap opera, either with our mom or a grandmother or somebody in the house, right? Sure, Days of course. Of Days of our lives. There you go. I mean, it's still on. I still watch it, so... The Doctors is another one. So joining us in the background is uh, Dan's very lovely friend, Jo Lynn from North Carolina, big fan of the show. She's been with us since day one. She's in town visiting and she's kind of hanging out and watching Watching the magic happen. That's right. Oh my God, you have a live studio audience. Yeah, we do. (laughs) We have elevated and grown this season. So much is happening. My favorite soap opera, obviously, was Santa Barbara, but aside from that, uh, was Another World. So growing up, Mama watched CBS soap operas. Mm. So Secret Storm. Oh, uh, see, yeah, Edge and I, I think that may be an ABC, but so then there was The Young and the Restless and all of the things that came on CBS. So I and Guiding Light, Guiding Light, and As World Turns. That one I loved. You know, Lisa was amazeballs. That's who my, well, my mom doesn't know officially, but I'm pretty sure that's who my mom's named after. Even though we didn't really watch As the World Turns, my grandmother heard that name, I was told, and liked it. So, oh, what's your mom's name? Lisa. Oh, it it was Lisa. All right. I have a cousin named Kimberly because of Kimberly from Days of Our Lives. Yes, yes. Patsy Pease. I love Patsy Pease. So my first, the very first celebrity sighting of ever in my life was seeing Lisa going on the escalator at Saks Fifth Avenue in New York City. So Eileen Fulton, who is still with us, was just amazing in that mink coat that came down to her ankles. I think I was a wee bit wet and jealous as hell. Oh, you have to tell your Suzanne Rogers story, but Ooh. but but George, go ahead. You, oh yeah, because it's fifty years. I mean, I, her episode was today, I think, where yep, yep. the fifty years. So we'll come back to Suzanne Rogers, George. <laughs> what did you see growing up? Um, my grandmother was a big fan of whatever the station was that had like the One Life to Live General ABC. Hospital lineup. Yeah. ABC. So, and General Hospital, I really grew up on because I think it started at like at three o'clock. So by the time I got home, like I'd only missed like 20 minutes of it. So I was all up in the General Hospital growing up. Uh, you get to see the quarter mains. Oh, Lord, honey, they were everything at the hospital. Mm. Did, did you watch the spinoff Port Charles? No, girl, no. Uh, (laughs) Once I I I graduated high school, like I was not seeing soap operas anymore. I will say this though, my mom during the summers when I would visit her, she was obsessed with one that like was so easy to watch. Like even I got into it without even knowing any of the backstory. And that was The Bold and the Beautiful. Yes. Oh yeah. That show's just so unrealistic to me because there's not one gay character in In the fashion world. In the fashion world (laughs) on The Bold and the Beautiful. I mean, come on, Sally Spectre. She was a drag queen. Everybody knows that. (laughs) (laughs) The moment Tommy was, my uh, co-host was watching something. He showed me a clip of her. I was like, I don't know who she is. I haven't heard speak, but I know I love her. There was something just like, just seeing, I was like, no, that's a bitch you love. (laughs) 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 That that hair. Oh, and I I have a thing for redheads. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of redheads. 
Suzanne Rogers. Well, so <laughs> so I was at the grocery store here in Sherman Oaks, the little tiny Ralphs that Rick hates. And I understand it because it's it's a shoebox size Ralphs. And I'm going down one of the aisles and I go to go around the corner. And this woman and her mother comes around the corner and it's Suzanne Rogers. And I will tell you, I nearly squealed and I... I scared Tyne Daly once, so I'm not allowed to squill anymore. I have to be very nice. And so I said, oh, hi, I know you. And she looked at me and I said, you know, honestly, I think you're so much more beautiful in person than you are on TV. And it is true. She had she must have shot that day or the day before, honey, because all that hair was white rained to hail. <laughs> but she is gorgeous. She really... Her skin looks like a porcelain doll, just gorgeous. And she was so nice. She did acknowledge the fact that, you know, here was a guy blocking her path and she had to say something nice so she could get past me. But she really was quite nice. Oh, her. Okay. <laughs> Jolene for the background. Right. And so Jolene has found out who Suzanne Rogers is. And, and it turns out that. She has been on days for 50 years. And when she came, Maggie Horton. Yes. Maggie Horton something. What's her last name now? Because she's married Horton. in Horton Karyakis. 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 So when she started out, she was on crutches and disabled, and she'd been in the hospital. And so as time goes on, she begins to walk. And that's her entire story. And of course, I think uh, Mickey Horton probably helped save her. So. She, of course, had to marry him. I mean, if somebody saved my but, ass, I'd marry them, too. But wait, wasn't she also, I don't know, wasn't she also involved with Don Craig, which is Jed Allen? I know that was Mar I know that was Marlena's um, first, first love. Uh -huh. But before Marlena came, it was uh, Maggie and Mickey. But I thought she was also involved with Don Craig. I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe. No, 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 you're right. They were connected somehow because I read up on it because, you know, Marlena's husband's the one that went out to pay his taxes or something and never came and back. never came back yep <laughs> but yeah oh, they were gotta love soap operas for that shit yes, honey. of course of and course. now a lot of people online were mad because maggie's personality changed a little because victor made her ceo but i liked it i thought well thank god she's not just cooking cookies or something well precisely like, i was like she's probably thinking oh i get to be a bitch let her shine let her be <laughs> a bitch. yes because i'm nice for too long Maggie was such a dependable character for years and years and years. And she's a solid actress. She really is. And it's like every now and then they need to break out of their mold and be crazy. Well, you know, my absolute favorite from Days of Our Lives will always be uh, Alice Horton, without a doubt. That uh, everyone's grandmother who was always into something, even, you know, right up to the end, it was, she wasn't in the kitchen always making cookies and things like that. Sure, they had the Christmas episodes where <laughs> she would sit in front of the Christmas tree and, you know, pine away for days gone by. But boy, every summer she was in the middle of some drama or something going on. I was going to, until she couldn't really she Move, got to, wasn't mobile yeah, where she had to be able to sit down for that so she was going yep i remember i cried when she died because it was like my grandmother died yes i'd watch her speed man i just yeah. love that lady days so what thing i watched with my mom my grandmother and my great-grandmother so there was all that's why i love those three so much because i could be if i was with them at 12 30 we every were every day television 
We were not moving. So Jolene and I were uh, talking about this at breakfast this morning. Were all soap operas 30 minutes originally, and then some became hour long and some stayed 30? I think some were 15 to begin with, like when they first transitioned from the radio to the television. Oh, wow. I think they were a little shorter. I think uh, once they got television, they were mostly 30 to an hour. Mostly 30, though. Um, Because they've got eight minutes of commercials. So (laughs) The longest... I think it was Another World went to 90 minutes at one point in its time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then they saw that was too much and took it back down to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> what is her name? Dana something. Was oh, uh, Linda Dano? Linda, Linda Dano. Dano. That's it. I loved her. She was always so Alicia Gallant. And her, her author name was Fanny Grady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when my. I, uh, my, my family watched Another World and the one thing that always stands out to me is her. I remember her hair. My she, mother was obsessed with her woman. hairstyle. My mother wanted her hairstyle. And it, like, she was like, give me Felicia's haircut. Every single time she would go in to get her hair done. She wanted to be Felicia. I didn't watch much after Days because I, as a kid, that wasn't campy enough. Days drew me in with like very theatrics. I mean, you have a woman dancing on the grave of the person she just buried alive and taunting her. And I don't know why I love that as a kid. That should speak to my personality, I guess. But well, It should, <laughs> darling. It should. And, and that's uh, a great segue. It's actually a question I want to ask is why do you think gays are so drawn to soap operas, daytime or nighttime? I think one reason is the connection it brings with people. Like you're discussing it, you're gossiping about it, you act like their family, and it's typically going to be with a woman. Um, I just said some of my best memories is just chatting about my soaps with my mom or grandmother. No, that was it. <laughs> George, what do you think? I do think that something that's amazing about soap operas that you don't see often in the entertainment industry is they give really, there's the opportunity in soap operas for actresses and actors who, because of their because of their age wouldn't get these amazing big roles in like regular television shows or in movies but they get these parts on soap operas and they can just eat the scenery so it's i think that's amazing i think like um jane why uh yeah jane wyman uh, on falcon crest barbara bell gettys in dallas like you know these are huge these are huge huge roles for actors for actresses that probably weren't going to get these huge leading starring roles in Hollywood outside of soap operas. And I think that's amazing. I think it was Sarah Michelle Gellar and even Kelly Ripa. I think they were told, girl, don't, you're not going to make it, you know, and look at them now because of soaps. Jolene's chiming in. She doesn't like Kelly Ripa. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think I like her personality anymore. The last few years she's changed. I I like her, but let me tell you, I love her husband. Am I drooling? Yes, you are. Did you watch him in the primetime soap opera Riverdale? Oh, honey, yes, (laughs) ma'am. I was going to say, now you're talking George's alley, honey. (laughs) You gave me daddy issues. Girl. (laughs) That was all fine and good, but there is nothing KJ Apa could not have. (laughs) (laughs) Run, tell that, baby. Run, tell that. I'm right there with you. There is nothing that man couldn't have. All of it. I like how open he is. Like, he has no problem. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, not like that. Rick, I think your mind went dirty. 
went. <laughs> Did you it, say went? <laughs> I'm here to tell you it's in the gutter every day. I live on a certain side of the street. Huh? Uh-huh. Here's one person that I'd love to talk about is Catherine Chancellor. I mean, this is a woman who owned that role for, what, 40 years? No, 50 years, right? Closing in on 50? Seven, no, 40. So 73 to 2013. I mean, she owned- 88 to 99, well, honey. Well, that, that, I saw her then too, honey. Sorry, she started out as an alcoholic, uh, a woman who wasn't faithful to her husband. Oh, okay. And her husband was uber rich. I like her already. Right? And then her husband starts having an affair. She'd had multiple affairs, and he finally has one. And he falls in love and, you know, has a, uh, impregnates a woman, blah, blah, blah. That Jill Abbott? It was Jill Abbott. Thank you. And then... They divorced. He served her with divorce papers. He comes back from the Dominican Republic and she picks him up to take him somewhere. I mean, if you just served her with divorce papers, why would you get in the car with her? I mean, for hell, no. So she drives them off a cliff going to kill the both of them. He survives long enough to marry Jill Abbott. And then, in the car while they're in the car. After well, the no, car. no, he's in the hospital, <laughs> and then he marries Jill Abbott. Jill's in the he, back seat. <laughs> she, I mean, sort of in the back seat, and then he dies, and that sets up a forty-year fight between Catherine Chancellor and Jill Abbott, mm-hmm. and it is, it is probably the longest-running feud in soap history. And uh, Jill was played by a couple of different actresses. Um, Amazing. Just amazing. I do want to say this about soap operas also. The way that they set their time frames is so unrealistic. Because I'm sure that 40-year fight, like after year 39, it was like later the same day. (laughs) (laughs) You know who is the worst for that? And Aaron, uh, you've talked about this, I think, a little bit. No. Uh, Sunset Beach. They... I, they're the one that had the witch, right, Tabitha? Oh, no, that's Passions. Passions. All right, Passions it is the one. On it was the same fucking happen. day for a year and a half. <laughs> oh, it would take, like, uh, take like weeks for one day. However, if you're driving or flying across the other side of the world, it takes you one hour. You're there. See. <laughs> like Passions well, is one of those things. Anytime someone talks about watching it, I'm like, wait, you thought about it? No, 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 no. You can't think. Right. right? Suspend belief, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have to say Santa Barbara was actually notorious for that, too. Uh, when uh, Cruz and Eden would be in Paris on like their third or fourth honeymoon or whatever, I would be daylight in Paris and they'd be back in Santa Barbara. And it's also daylight. I'm like, come on. It's the other side of the world. It's a 12 to 15. Was it 15 hour time difference? It's nighttime somewhere. Pick one. <laughs> so. uh, girl, it is Scooby-Doo. No, nothing makes any sense. <laughs> so, you know what? One thing that I was thinking about when we were talking about why do gay people or anybody or LGBTQ plus people think about uh, soap operas as, you know, something they like. You know, you go from passion to hatred. You go from enemies to love. But... Even the craziest people find a love story. And I do think there's a bit of romance about soap operas. You know, 
Erica Kane was married 18,212 times, you know. And, and had just as many Emmy noms. Right. <laughs> Bless but her the heart. Thing is, the thing is, you see people fight. There's passion about fighting. And then you see people, there's always someone for someone. I don't think there's a character on a soap opera that doesn't get married at some point. And sometimes often. <laughs> right? What do y'all think about that? I mean, I'm, look at y'all being speechless. So I'm thinking, so there's Matt on Melrose Place. Does he end up getting married, Rick? Because <laughs> um, he barely got laid. No, he died. He died. Well, that's, we see, all know that there was something about that. Didn't though. he get married once, though, like as a cover yeah. or something? Uh, uh, green card, I think. Yeah. So he did get married. Uh, and not, then he finally not for got, love or passion. Not for love or passion. Um, and, and is that the gate character? That's the gate character. Okay. Obviously, so they have to kill all, them all. We also know the time. Loosely. We're saying gay loosely in that yes. sense. Oh, well. <laughs> Well, there was the infamous kiss that was done behind a uh, behind a closed uh, window. Uh huh. Because uh, yeah. I throw my window open for a kiss. No, it's all scrim, scrim and Vaseline on the lens. Melrose <laughs> <laughs> Place and everywhere else. Melrose Place is my favorite primetime show. My mom still to this day goes, "I don't know why I let you watch it at that age." <laughs> That's <laughs> what's wrong age, with you. Yeah. Because uh, I remember I was cleaning out my room as I got a little bit older. I found a tape that had a the little sticker. It said Melrose. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I was taping it. Of course, we all were. Wait, do you remember a show, though? I know, George, you have to remember this. Models, Inc. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I remember it because Linda. Um, Linda Gray was uh, the owner of the agency. She plays Amanda's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's another big thing about soap operas is so many divas. A gay loves a diva. Divas sure. adored, honey. Divas adored. I th- also, there's something like Amanda Woodruff. That's the kind of business person I wanted to be. I wanted to be able to go in there, get what I wanted, and take no prisoners. I mean, oh, I'm I've not- tried that. It didn't always work out. I know. Right. Not, not, not the way it says in the, on television. <laughs> right. I, I used to do that and be like, bitch, you're an assistant. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay. So, so let me ask a quick question. I wonder if this actually qualifies as a soap because I feel like it does because it has so much high camp. It's so soapy, which is ugly Betty. It, it's a telenovela, which is a form of a soap or it's based off of a telenovela. It's based off a of telenovela. But I just feel like the American version, like you talked about like the scene where like all you see is the woman's hand, like the woman that was like all in bandages oh, for the entire mm-hmm. first season. And like Wilhelmina Slater by Vanessa Williams, like such a diva. Like I- Yes. That is a hundred percent a soap opera, and I loved that show. That is the show that taught me how to be a bitch at work. <laughs> oh, honey, that that show, or how many others? That's the one. I was like, all right, that's the Williams. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Vanessa <laughs> I mean, Williams is gorgeous. But yes, that's a. I um, I watch telenovelas a little bit. Um, it gets to a point where I'm like. I don't feel like reading, so I have to go to something else. <laughs> sometimes when I watch television, I don't want to think. Yeah, which yeah. Is why I love days sometimes because you really don't have to put much effort into it. But of course, there's also the shirtless men. Well, there's that. I my fa- my biggest crush was Austin Peck from Days of Our Lives. Oh, Austin, he did um, Melrose or was it Melrose Place or World uh, as the World Turns? No, but he did. Um... 
Oh, well, Maybe I'm talking know. about the Austin Peck is the second Austin Reed. Right, but uh, he also did like a Milrose Place run for like one season or something opposite Alyssa Milano, I think. Oh. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, I haven't, you know. Melrose got a little less interesting as it went on. <laughs> yeah, it got a little in the uh, jump the shark, as it were. Oh, and what was the curly haired guy's name? Um, Melrose Place. Oh, Zane? Rob Estes? No, Zane or Zach or. Oh, Zach. Michael. Um, oh. Uh, shit, what was his freaking name? I thought it was Zane. Oh, Billy? Zane? Billy no, Zane? No. No. Andrew, honestly. Oh, maybe it was. Oh, Melrose Billy. Place. No, was it was name? Melrose Place. It was Billy that lived with Billy Allison. Zane, right? Billy, no. no Billy, the character God, was Billy. God, I have to cut this all out. Andrew Shue <laughs> is his name. With Andrew Shue. Andrew Shue is Elizabeth Shue's brother, yes. and he lived with Allison in Melrose Place. And his wife ran off Google it. Trust I'm me, I'm right. This up now. Well, it could be. That's yeah. just not the guy I was on that airplane with. <laughs> nice. Y'all keep talking. I'm looking for something. Sorry. Oh, okay. I well, mean, they have not <laughs> been one of the greatest soap opera characters of all time. And yeah. so Alexis Carrington Colby Dexter. Yes. Alex, Alexis Morrell. Carrington, Kobe, Dexter. Morel, yes. <laughs> I keep forgetting the Morel. And, the and there's Dynasty. also Diane Carroll's character, honey. Nobody beats Dominique Devereaux. Nobody. I love mm-hmm. Dominique. And I think there's a new bitch coming up on the soap opera scene who we will absolutely love. They play a character named Harper on this little show called Old Cove. And I... he, he gives me my 20, my oh, God. 20s. I've heard the same. I feel like there's a lot of buzz going on. I think it's going to be kind of amazing. So it's, it's going to be kind of a big deal. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So original or reboot for Dynasty? Uh, both. I but I guess the reboot is if they got rid of Elizabeth Gills, mm-hmm. I don't think that show would. I may have said her name wrong, but that show wouldn't have been as good as it was. Oh yeah, one hundred million percent. And I got to say, I did not really care for the new the reboot to Lexus. You didn't. I didn't either, and I love her, Nicolette Sheridan. The third yeah. one was Meredith from The Parent Trap, and it's like she was, you know, made for that. <laughs> but the. But I will I will say this though on uh, the episode of Dynasty the reboot where Alexis first showed up oh, yeah. and there's this scene where she walks into the church and then the cross on the wall flips upside down I absolutely live for that moment it is like <laughs> then she chuckles and says sorry traffic was a bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh. See I haven't gotten up to the knock landing part with her but Desperate Housewives is another show that I absolutely oh, loved yeah. until like the last couple of seasons. And I feel like it just went kind of off the rails a little bit. Um, yeah, they had that but, great first season. Like, oh my God. Too perfect. I'm going to tell you my moment. So I watched the first episode of Desperate Housewives and Gabby was having an affair with uh, the uh, the guy gardener. that, the gardener, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesse Metcalf, yes. Oh, and yes. So... <laughs> She's about I would, to, I would as well, honey. Sign me up for Jesse. 
So when she when she's about to get caught at the end of the episode by her husband, um, so she uh, he's like, if I go home and that lawn isn't done, he is fired. And she goes home in the middle of some big event in a fucking evening gown out there mowing the lawn. And that was the last show, the last shot of the episode for the first episode. I was like, I will watch the show until it fucking dies. I just was in and I watched it all the way to the bitter end. It just hooked me in that moment. I was like, that was perfect. That was my Sunday nights growing up, Desperate Housewives and Brothers and Sisters. Oh, Brothers yes. and Sisters, yes. God. Hmm. See, and all these are soaps. And they're all shot here in L.A. I miss well, the nighttime soap operas. I do, too. I do, too. I don't think they have, they've had any good ones like the, the 80s, really. No. I, okay. I don't know oh, okay. Brothers and okay. Sisters well, and Brothers Desperate Housewives. Brothers and Housewives. Sisters was the 2000s, right? Devious Mains was actually pretty great, too. Do you feel maybe the soap operas peaked in the 80s? Like that Who Shot JR, the, when the letdown of the massacre on Dynasty? You know. I think that there is a very big difference in how we watch television today because now we're so used to streaming where you just can sit and digest an entire season because there was something about having to wait an entire week to find out like what's going to happen next week or then you have to wait an entire season. You have to wait all summer to find out Who Shot JR. <laughs> Right. You know, and that was the conversation of the summer, right? Everybody had an opinion. Yeah. And and George is exactly right. The way we viewed television back then was entirely different. And it Completely. was built, it was, it was created this way. It's like, how do we get these people talking about the show for the next four months? So a funny thing about soap operas is the fact that, especially if it was a daytime soap, it was shot every day. And so there was a cliffhanger basically every day, whereas that's what it's like on streaming. So streaming actually, in my mind, mirrors daytime soap operas in the fact that every day is right now and right here. Whereas even in a week where we had to figure out who shot JR, that took more time or there was some setup at, on Dynasty or Falcon Crest of what's going to happen next week. But on soap operas, it's what's going to happen tomorrow. Now, yeah. what happened on Monday may not get resolved until Friday. It's true. But I it also think that, like, what you're saying, Dan, with that is, like, because it was every day. And, I mean, Aaron, I'm sure you know the answer to this right off the top of your head. Like, how many episodes are in a season of a typical daytime soap opera? Like, 300? <laughs> like, 250. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on, you know. And the season is what uh, is based on. Uh, it's not calendar year, but it's it's some kind of like year, right? The season is a year. I think days typically starts their season like over around that September. Mm. October. That's like when the new season. So it's starts. like a fiscal year, but that's a financial term. But it's oh, no. kind of like a fiscal year, though. It's and like, I'm only going based off Peacock because Peacock has the last two years of days, so around that. Oh, time, there you go. Have, that's a great way to look at it. Let's look at you with the knowledge. And, you know, if you take that and you look at what TV shows are today, like today, we, we're lucky if we get like 10 episodes and that's an entire season. I know. I hate that I didn't get to be there for that golden air, air age of television. Mm. So a unique thing about daytime television now is uh, most of the stars that I've seen be interviewed, they get one take. Two, if you're somebody like Victor on Days of Our Lives, who's 80-some years old and has been there forever, maybe he gets two takes, but everything is one take and move on. 
And that's well to a, clarify, it's tough. one take if it's good. If you fuck it up, then they're obviously going to go back and, and, and do it. Say, uh, oh, shit. oh my <laughs> god, whoopsie! Sorry, Joe Lynn's right. Victor's on Young and the Rest is not Days of Our Lives. I had Days on my mind, but that's no, there's perfect. a well, there's a Victor on Days. Oh, god, thank you, but well, not that, anymore, not anymore. Uh oh, too is, soon. Is it too soon? Is it too soon? Oh, lord. He knows a secret and he can't keep it in his pants. I mean, Everybody knows John Addison passed away. He passed away six oh, months well, ago. That is true. Huh? He lived a long, full life. And he, he and he had he created an amazing character that survived how many years on that soap? 20, 30 years? Been on since the 80s. I, yeah. yeah. He, he went from search for tomorrow to days. Um was he on search for tomorrow? Or was he? He, might he, was on, he was on one of those shows that I, I... He was on a CBS show, and then he went to NBC, where he stayed um, for the entire time. Well, I believe Search for Tomorrow also moved from CBS to NBC. Uh, you're right, it did, because it was on uh, before Days of Our Lives. It used to run in the 1230 to 1 p.m. slot where I grew up. I don't know about well, the rest of the world, but... Imagine my life if... The soap knowledge that's in my brain. Wow, <laughs> wow. And actual knowledge went in. <laughs> I'm be a politician. Girl, you, you are filled up. You've got, you're full. There's, there's no room for anything else. You got to get rid right. of the soap knowledge. <laughs> you know what? And soaps are better than politics any day of the week. That's right. So I want to say thank you for joining us, Aaron. I know it's late where you are, so we want to be mindful of the time. Um, but I just want to give a quick, uh, I'm going to have you do a quick plug, if you will, for not, Queers and Soaps and then also Ocove in Tomorrow's New Day. So tell us a little bit about each one and where we can find them. And then, yeah, go. Tomorrow's New Day is a very campy, melodramatic, over the top. Yes. The audio soap opera. I try to I try to keep it formatted towards the same as when soap operas first came out with a lot of shovels. <laughs> I do. We have a st- we have stock and shovels, and I think that's going to make our show very successful. Going to make us a lot of money. And then we have Old Cove, which is the spinoff of Tomorrow's New Day. And I kind of I like to honor soaps when I do a lot of the soap stuff I do, which is why Old Cove is a spinoff of Tomorrow's New Day, even though. The, that's the name of the town in Tomorrow's New Day. It's like General Hospital, Port Charles. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about, I just want to talk real quick about Old Cove and your comparison to Port Charles. Port Charles felt like a nighttime version of General Hospital. And when we were creating Old Cove, I had come to you and I specifically said, I really want this to feel like those old nighttime soaps, not so much a day. Two. You have Tomorrow's a New Day, which is great. And it's, it's got that daytime soap opera feel, but I really would love it if Old Cove could feel like the nighttime soaps, mm-hmm. right? With the big dramas and the big divas like Harper and, uh, you know, and Quentin uh, and the way they they are coming at each other in almost every scene that they're in together and just neither one loses, but neither one wins. It's always sort of this this battle battle royale between them and it's got that real big nighttime feel and that's one of the big things i really wanted to do with old cove well i think that's why gay men love soaps too we love a good battle between two strong females because you don't know 
you know they're going to come head to head, but they're going to match each other. So it's Kate and Sammy on days. You know, right? That's right. Sammy's going to get Kate, but then Kate's like, Hold Kate, don't down. Kate, don't go down Kate easy. Back, you know. Yeah. There was a time they teamed up on days, and it was like the most amazing thing ever to see two women that hated each other characters, not actresses, like come and take over the town. Just love it. All right. And then tell us a little bit about Queers and Soaps. Queers and Soaps is airing currently. Uh, Tommy's doing a new segment about Port Charles with his friend Angel. We're trying to branch out and bring other soap people into the world, you know, the Queers and Soaps world, mainly also so I can get a break because uh, I'm tired. Tommy gives me a list of things to watch that's a mile long. Uh, <laughs> However, it is not Sunset Boulevard. What's that thing you like, Rick? Anna Barbara. Ready for my clothes up? Why, no, no. What's that? That show that they never watched. Oh, but it's but you don't watch uh, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. So sorry. So Santa Barbara is not on Tommy's list, is it, honey? Clearly, <laughs> it was once. Once is enough. I, I guess it was exactly. once and fell off, and then it fell off, honey. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode of Divas Adored. Oh, I'm sorry. What, what do we call it? Gay ass soap operas? I don't know. We haven't figured out the name of it yet. Anyway, thank you for joining us, one person. Go ahead. I was talking about to the audience, but okay, so, we can oh. we can thank Erin too. Okay, <laughs> I just want to thank the live studio audience. She has been wonderful, and I hope she can return. Jolyn is Jolyn has been fabulous between the sneezing and the coughing and the farting. She's been fantastic. She needs a, <laughs> she needs the Heather Locklear treatment special right. guest. Story. And welcome to the real world. Uh-huh. See. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that heart thing? I can't. Yes, do that's it, it right yeah. there. All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Queer Magnolias podcast. We all love you and the amazing support and feedback you have given us thus far. So much. We need more. Uh, well, we would love to hear more brilliant brainstorms from you magnificent magnolias. So we highly encourage you to be included and find slash follow us at Queer Magnolias on Twitter and at Queer Magnolias podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't already, we would love to hear your comments and feedback, good or bad. Uh, wait, what? Wait, no, uh, no, no. Nobody wants their bad comments. Fuck yeah. that. Fuck off. And you can listen to us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcast, wherever the hell you're listening to us right now, or wherever you might find your podcast. All right. Until next time, Blossoms. <laughs>